Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, this is former Sunderland captain George Honeyman here. This Christmas, Roker Report are raising funds for Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. It's a fantastic charity with the soul of the community at its heart, and they'll be working around the clock this Christmas to make sure hungry people in our city don't go without. They couldn't do it without your help. You can be certain that your donation, no matter how large or small, will be put to good use to provide help for local people who are in desperate need of it. You can find the links on Roker Report's Twitter and Facebook page. Thank you for all your help and a Merry Christmas to all of you. Stay safe. Hello everybody and welcome to the Roker Report podcast. Today is a very special edition of the show because we're joined one year on by the fantastic Andrea Bell from the Sunland Soup Kitchen. Yay! How are you? Hello. Craig's opposite the table but I don't think you'll hear much from him um, today because he's just kind of sitting in and, and vibing, aren't you Craig? Lingering in the shadows. For yeah. Checking donations as we speak. <laughs> Speaking of donations, we're up to, as, t- as of recording, just under nine grand. How does that make you feel? Oh gosh! I, I, shall I not do? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Because this is last year was the same. This is all that I do every time. We keep sort of sending each other messages. Yeah. It's just oh my god! He must get sick of it. But no, it's just it's. No, I never get sick of it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, we couldn't. I think. I think it was after. It was an hour or so, and the, and the first target was. It wasn't was very smashed. long. No, it was smashed within the first hour. And if I may just point out on this podcast, we've had a long discussion um prior to this podcast and yes the money's wonderful but the the coverage and the recognition that people will sort of you see for the work that we do and just mm. that the word gets out there on what we're doing is just as important because that's that's the way forward for us to develop and, and grow as we have in the last year so we're in this great facility it's a bit different to last year isn't it Oh, yeah. Last year when we when we met, we went to the church in Hendon, which is where everything was operated from. Well, you you tell people what was it like there? It oh. was congested. Yeah, <laughs> it was difficult. We were we were um, obviously seven nights a week, a hundred meals plus every single night, three portions, and it was just hundred miles an hour in that really small space. So we've just we've gone on through the year. Covid's been um, difficult for us as well, but we stopped the takeaway service in March. Mm-hmm. And we've been delivering to people's homes. The drivers have been, the voluntary drivers have been taking out the meals. So we've never stopped. How many drivers? Four. Four, Four teams, drivers. yeah. And that's every night of the week? No, we're down to Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Just because people got an increase in their benefits. 
All right. It's all part of okay. the work we do. We try and get people to stand on their own two feet as well. Yeah. We're not, you know, we don't want a, a total freebie sort of service. We try to educate as well and get people mm-hmm. to use some of their own money. But we are opening four nights a week. I've got to put the weekend back in. Brilliant. I can't, I can't keep it off. So we've tried. Well, Sorry. Really? <clears throat> Failed. It's a strange time of year, though, isn't it, really? Because it's colder. Yeah. People struggle more around Christmas in particular. People are losing jobs. Like We've obviously moved into, uh, it is a food bank, but we don't like to call it a food bank. We call it a people's a people's food initiative because people come down here, do a little bit of work and pick what they want off the shelves and mm-hmm. quite a lot really compared to sort of a normal parcel. Um, so we, we built that, we've built that here, but we've also moved in the direction of our own takeaway. So we've took over Albert Gibbons's Butchers in High Street West. Which it's just an iconic building. It's <laughs> absolutely the coolest building ever. But it took some work to do and cleansing because of all the bacteria and things. How, how long was that empty for? Um, I don't know, but um, I think it was. I think it was six months plus. I think right. it was six months plus. So we uh, we've we've gone in, we've gutted the place completely. And put in, um, you know, high end. We've we've just hung on and hung on and hung and put on high end because the cooker in the in the church we've replaced it four times in a year because <laughs> we've just bought second hand, second hand, second yeah. hand. It's just not the way to do it. So and we've been supported by one company and also added a bit rest and we've just got a new cooker. So we're not going to get let down. So we will be a takeaway service. We've not called it Sunland Sunland Community Soup Kitchen. We called it Albert's Place. Right. It is in honour of Albert Gibbons, but it's also he was just such a. Uh, well-loved character and everybody you ask about him has nothing but good words so we kind of want to send that vibe back out in the food service we do but there's also well you've seen it yourself Kevin, um children standing in the yeah. queue we just we just we don't want them to think that there's some stigma behind all of this so they're just coming to a takeaway it's kind of cool it's a really trendy yeah. place there's no nothing says it's a soup kitchen so that's the direction that we've gone with regard to moving forward we've just had to it you learn you learn when you watch people and um it, it it's just dignified we mm. our whole sort of ethos has been dignity from the start and we've just done everything to be dignified because the the the, the problem's getting worse When's that going to start from then, do you think? Well, Take serve it. well We're mm-hmm. just about done, Gavin. Sorry about that, Pet. We're just about done. We 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 got the plumbing to do this week. And the other day it was... We, we didn't think we'd actually start a takeaway because COVID's still difficult. Mm-hmm. But if we continue to deliver to people's homes, that's knocking off, what, 76 of the 100 that come to us. Yeah. So we've reduced numbers. That was the whole point. We couldn't have 100 people walking to us in an hour. It was just mm-hmm. totally against COVID rules. But if we have a, a, a lesser number... Um, so the other day, woke up, looked out the door, was frost on the floor, got on the trustees, right, that's it, we're back on the soup. He said, fantastic, I hope you'd say that. <laughs> so next week, we're going to, we're just going to, the, the, the place is sort of environmentally, environmentally healthy, okay, we'll pass, we'll pass all of that. It's just not finished how we'd like it to be, but it's great for soup. So we're just going to get back in there, get back on the road and get the soup back out there. Mm. People listening might recall, obviously, last year we did a fantastic job in fundraising. Could we maybe update them on what sort of things... Since then, the money might have went towards, and thanks to the people who donated. In the first year, I think we we I think we obviously our our we were fifty two thousand in that first year, and obviously considering you were ten of it, it was good. It was a it was a big proportion of how we worked. Yeah. But because I mean it was all free food, we've been fantastic at just recycling, getting. The, the night we know when people, supermarkets and things, have the stuff that's gone from the yeah. day before, they can't use it, we just use everything. So the money that we got from donation from you, 
um, put us just back on track to keep keep that free food service going because we just weren't sure how long we could keep it going. Yeah. But that was a massive chunk of money to how we work. Our sort of expenditure was a much smaller scale than that. The way mm-hmm. we worked, it was very much recycled and you know made out of nothing. We just created something out Living of nothing. Mouth, basically. We, yeah, we yeah. did. We did basically, and we never. I mean, even our food initiative now, we don't have loads on the shelf. We manage week to week. We've always been quite a tight ship. So your money, when it came in, it just, I mean, we've never, ever used it for buildings or it's always just gone on food. Mm-hmm. We've just continued with, with a, a food supply. Yeah. And we, we obviously put better things on the menu. We bought things in and we added yeah. added things that really made it tasty. Well, I remember last year, you, I remember talking to the um, the kitchen staff in the church and they mentioned that it was a case of what have we got today? What can I make out of what I've got today? Yeah. And it was like soup. And there would be lovely meals, mm-hmm. puddings and things like that, like proper home-cooked food. But it was very much a case of like, what have we got today? What, what have we got today? What can we yeah. magic up? It's a bit it's, ad hoc, isn't it? We yeah. just, whatever turns up, you just say it right, that's it. And then we're very lucky because part of our volunteer team, they're all cake makers and home cooks who make pies, you know, like proper yeah. old-fashioned stuff. <clears> so they just can, they can make... Like feed the feed a hundred people on like two tins of corned beef. They're actually, <laughs> you know, they're absolutely spot on people, and they and they they just would they would just create something out of nothing, and it would be very tasty because of their of their cooking skills. Yeah, how, how many volunteers have we got? Yeah, we've thirty seven. We're thirty seven at the moment. Compared to last year, how many um, did we have? We had a lot more, but yeah, they couldn't. So can I yeah. say this on air? They no, couldn't. Go for it. They couldn't take the pace. <laughs> no, it's really fast. No, people think it's sort of. I hope you don't think I'm cheeky here. There's a cup of coffee. Would you like some sugar? It's just not that at all. No. It is a hundred miles an hour. One of the girls, um, just about to tell you this story, she came to do some voluntary work, and she sat on the. We used to say, "Can you sit on the like stairs and just watch us as like an induction?" Yeah. Because you had to know what you were doing to feed that many people so quickly. And at the end of the night, she said, "Look, I, I just can't do this. It's just far too fast paced for me." Yeah. So um, anyway, when when somebody actually complained once about us not answering a message within twenty minutes on the internet, she jumped on and she called us. <laughs> we look like ninjas on speed <laughs> She's, that's how she described us but you've just got to work fast yeah. so um, yeah it wasn't for everyone and people they came and I think it was something they thought was going to be for them and it was yeah. it's just very hard work mm-hmm. really hard work when we were talking before we started recording we're, people who listened back to last year's show and maybe um, read the articles that were put out since about the two the, the two homeless lads in the queue <laughs> I mean Tom got chatting to who were massive Sunderland fans that fell on hard times their story is quite interesting because I, it's just them two. I met lots of people that night, but them two stuck in my mind because they were they were just cheeky. Loved Sunland. Taught them, you wouldn't know they were like struggling. No, small carrots, very yeah. clean and tidy. Two lads who were just living living rough, but you've you, you said they've yeah they've both got they've, jobs. They've both turned their lives around, which was meant, isn't it? They're, they're, I mean, one was sort of basically sofa surfing on the other one's couch back then, right? And they both got jobs. They both got flats that they live in independently now. They both got girlfriends, which at the time you know they wanted a girlfriend. They didn't have a girlfriend, <laughs> but they do. And um, the only the only sort of the only thing that was wonderful is they came to us. We've got, obviously, the clothes service as well. And when they came, they, t- they were telling us all about their interviews. And they said, have you got work boots? And believe it or not, we did. Actually, like a hand of God, we had work boots in their sizes. It was just <laughs> absolutely meant to be. So, yeah, it just all fell together. But they're all working and really, that's tick, gone. Yeah, do you, do you still keep in touch with them as well? Uh, they come by every now yeah. and again. But just COVID, we just haven't really seen as many as we as we normally would mm-hmm. and we and we never because they went to work they were they you know i mean gavin you experienced it yourself people have an impression of what people who use 
food services are once they're on their feet they say all right thanks very much i'm off yeah, yeah they don't want they don't want to have to they rely don't on want other to people have yeah. to rely. no they're very proud people they're just yeah. doing it because at that point in time they have to so how much have things changed because obviously covid's changed the world hasn't it like main, main, mainly for me really the the most noticeable thing will be people losing jobs and stuff you're only one missed paycheck mm-hmm. off off being on your doorstep really aren't you like anybody as I could be you know well when it all kicked in um actually there was a he's a he's a wonderful um father Andrew from St Ignatius Church he's not obviously linked to us but he he knows how to pull my strings right so he kind of came and said look um, we've got some working families who've now been laid off because of COVID and the school has, uh, have just identified that they're really struggling. So what we did, and actually Gary Bennett got involved and we went and did a, like a food bank inside the school and there was 97 families who were all working people needed support. It wasn't like one or two, it was yeah. 97. So when you look at the statistics of what people must have gone through, I mean, just that's just on our doorstep yeah. of struggling. And they literally had nothing, but they were so polite and kind. They didn't take too much. They didn't overstock, apart from toilet rolls. Toilet rolls, <laughs> yeah, toilet rolls was quite, uh, they took the whole pack and we were like, sorry, not this day, you've got to put some back. But um, just, it was, it was, and the people were just so, they were just so sunken. Because literally one day they were there and the next day they weren't. And yeah. There was no big... And then they were waiting weeks and weeks and weeks to get help from benefits. So we were still helping then. Mm-hmm. And this is why this Christmas we've still got a real soft spot for the school. So we're taking selection boxes for everyone. It's just, oh gosh, you, you saw an insight to people's lives and it was just so much in turmoil. And, yeah. and, and it was all right, us sitting back. But those people, they're just, they'd gone from being comfortable, maybe yeah. living month to month, week to week, but to nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was just frightening. Yeah, I think there has been a, a bit of a narrative, haven't there, around people, you know, whether they haven't been in work because they've been furloughed since March. And I, I know that there has been these like, really, really kind of beyond ridiculous opinions from people saying that they're, they're enjoying just basically being, say, sat at home on their arse. But they're, they're forgetting that they are, say, losing anywhere now between like 40%, up, up to 40% of the wages and they don't take that into consideration. It's like you said, really. You know, it's just a normal working day one day, then all of a sudden the business has gone, the jobs have gone, and then they've got to go through that process of claiming benefits, perhaps. And it's it's literally, it's just life upside down, isn't it, straight away? Just turned around on a, on a song, didn't it? Just that was it. Come, mm. There today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when you when you sat and talked to them, it was that real humbleness of... of uh, to be honest with you, what they used to say is, what, we would have, what, what would we have done if you weren't there? So we actually look back and see it. What would they have done if we weren't there? Yeah. Because the government system was absolutely chock-a-block. They were, they were working around the clock as well to try and help people. And there's, since we've started, there seems to be lots of little sort of units drop, popped here. And that, I think, is why Sunderland has been in a better position because lots of people have popped up um, and, and covered each sort of geographical area. So people were like... People helping each other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We only covered a really small area, which is, you know, Hendon Stroke City Centre. We, we just covered a very small area, but it was still a lot of people. I mean, you've yeah. got to remember, we were still sending home 147, like, hot food parcels, and then we had, the, obviously, this. So you're looking at, there's 200, plus others that we, we helped with food parcels, that's 300, and that's only in this... <laughs> quarter mile radius yeah so if you look at if you look at how difficult um things were then Mm -hmm. i think we'll look back and think 
people are better survivors yeah. than you actually think. Mm. I think people cut their cloth very quickly to suit. And they had no issue sort of coming to us, but I mean, they were a little bit embarrassed, don't get me wrong, but just well, you've seen our team. It's like coming and you've known each other for years. It's very low-key. It's very, uh, you know, there's no stigma. We don't ever ask any questions. You, you saw it yourself. Yeah. We used to say, do you want Pastor or do you want Kerry? There was never any, you know, scrutinising questions. And that's probably our success because people have always thought, you know, it was just a nice place to go. It was never... It was never a trauma for them. Yeah, not people don't people not coming in and thinking like, oh God, I hope nobody sees us there, sort of thing. Yeah, it was it was just never that. And the good thing about um, the ninety seven families there is we took fruit and veg because obviously you know I've been pushing, pushing, pushing for fruit and veg. I, mm-hmm. I can't see the point of having a basic food parcel without those vitamins for long term health benefits. Yeah. I just I can't see it. So we following on from um, our interest in fruit and veg, we've now got an allotment. Oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, we've so... got a lot. It's all up and running. We've got stuff growing at the moment. Class. Fully organic. The A team. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're brilliant. We've got an A team. We've got T-shirts. with the, Somebody donated the A team T-shirts. So mm. yeah, we've got that. And they just work hard. They put a shed up. They've gutted. It was like a jungle. So they've gutted it all. And we've got stuff growing now. It's just absolutely... Is that nearby, is it? Silksworth. It's in Silksworth. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so the team are fantastic. They're always there. Um, it's, it's, it's really came together but it is the way we want to go I mean this this year was brilliant because all the allotment people um, I don't know if it was COVID they just we got so much fruit because people weren't taking the fruit mm-hmm. so we got f- lots of fresh we, there was apple pies coming out apple crumbles <laughs> raspberries Just there was just all sorts but that's the way that I want to go forward Is that like a model for what you think people should follow Yeah. not just in Sunland but like everywhere I think the whole place What you're saying just sounds logical like but why, why is that sort of thing not rolling out everywhere then? Is that... Well, I don't know. I mean, in, a, in an ideal world, what would be ideal? I believe there's been money sort of given to certain... For, for COVID, I think yeah. there's, there's a pot of money, I believe. And I just think it would be lovely if there was um, a scheme which... Okay, I better confess here. We've actually started the ball rolling with Sunderland, the caring city. We've got the logo yeah. going. And it's not a charity or anything. It's kind of an inf- it, they're influencers. Is it in- influ- influencers? Influencers, yeah. Who actually try... Well, influenza, in- influencers. No, influencers <laughs> who try and make change. So what we've done, we've obviously looked at a little, if, if it can come off, and it would be whereby, say... There was, you know, when 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 you had where you could go to a restaurant and the government paid part of that restaurant bill. Yeah, we, yeah. We yeah. thought, why can't you do the same with fruit and veg yeah. shops and butchers? That would support, make sense. Yeah, support yeah. your local your local sort of community. Yeah, yeah. Get the get the businesses back in business. So, say if a family bought five pounds worth of fruit and veg, there was another five pound lying on, like pay forward or yeah. whatever, and maybe the government would support that extra mm-hmm. five pounds. So they were getting double the amount, but the people were still contributing towards a healthier diet. Same with meat. Maybe it's all these packs you see, twenty pound for the whole week. Mm-hmm. If they paid ten, and some other fund or voucher paid the other ten. It just means that the diets going forward are a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And all it is, I told you this last year, Gav, when I went into schools, I'd say, like, what does everybody eat? And the answer from everywhere was pot noodles. I pot mean, noodles. look, pot noodles or packet noodles, <clears throat> if that's what they bring, that, that, that's what they eat all of the time, you're going to have problems in the long run. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Health-wise, you're going to have problems. If we don't kick in now, we've got major problems. And all I'm just trying to do is just practicality. Just go back to a good old-fashioned diet with some fruit yeah. and some veg and some... Okay, vegans is massive now. Don't get me wrong, mm. there's other options. But even some meat. Just get some meat back into people's diets because people cannot afford meat. Yeah. Everybody who comes to us, when we've obviously had a meat dish on, it's like, oh my goodness, type thing, because yeah. there's meat in it. 
And, and again, when you look at a poverty, like a hunger poverty, the diet is pasta, 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 and pasta sauce. Noodles, noodles, yeah. and noodles, and all of that is just not good in the long run. So I just think we have to, we have to look at change. We've got it. Yeah, tin foods, dry foods, anything that lasts ages. It's great. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I, 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 you're always going to, I'm always going to be controversial because you know my standards are not that. Yeah. I think I think you've got to work a little bit higher than just providing ticking a baseline, baseline, baseline cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't think that's the way forward. I think mm. there's lots. You just need somebody with a little bit more creativity to pull a little bit more in line and put, I mean, I don't know, put your pasta, but send out some mushrooms, some peppers, some mm. onions and just, uh, okay. And then maybe it's an instruction sheet because a lot of people actually don't know how to cook. Yeah. So education going forward is a, a massive thing that we've got in the pipeline. Um, but it's just it's just important. People just don't know what to do with certain vegetables. If it doesn't come in a packet and you can't read the instructions, they just don't know how to do it. So how are you how are you going to cope this Christmas then? Do you think with with everything? Are we, are we all primed to support people? So what what sort of support are you doing? Oh gosh, it's it's um it's it's busy, right? Because I've seen all the selection boxes downstairs. So <laughs> take us through everything. Absolutely. Well, first of all, we weren't opening at all. Right. <laughs> no, we were having a, a year off because we opened last year. Um, there's another. Uh, agency normally works on a Christmas day so we were going to work the Christmas Eve with our sort of clients and then pass them over and that they're just not opening this year so the whole right. so we just sat with the trustees and said can we turn it around they said yeah of course we can we've got this new commercial kitchen which can cope with far larger numbers so um, the sort of plan of action is uh, we oh I've skipped a beat because um, one lovely lady uh, she said just in a message can I buy a family's Christmas dinner, like uncooked, you know, so mm-hmm. it gets delivered to. I said, yeah, that's fantastic. I thought, oh, quite a good idea, that. So literally put it out there and there was like 100 applications. Brilliant. So we've settled at 60 <laughs> because it was just too much. It was too, at this stage, next year, better planning, longer. And, and all it is, at the minute, you just can't get an online shop. You can't get an online collection. You can't, and I just couldn't guarantee that, that, that the yeah. other people if I give them responsibility to buy people's food, that they'd actually get the food. Yeah. And it's not been a control freak. I just, I can't let people down. So we had to have a system that worked. So so it's worked out. 60 people, within four days, everybody paid the money in the bank, which uh, we averaged it out because we've got a joint of meat, which is 20 to 25 pounds each. We've done quite big. And um, we said about 40 pounds would be great. We know it's about 55, but we would subsidise that yeah, with yeah. money that mm. we've had. And then people just put the money in the bank and then we ordered the meat, um, we've, we've ordered the vegetables, we've ordered all the desserts, they're all coming. So the 23rd, we've got a team, again, of volunteers going out to people's houses with these normal dinners. So families can actually cook their normal dinner and just have a normal Christmas like anyone else. So they'll be cooking everything they themselves. Because cook themselves, yeah. Yeah. that's a big part of Christmas, yeah, isn't it, for people? Just getting, yeah. the tur- getting the turkey on and getting it defrosted and getting yeah. it in, and just giving people a little bit of normality. So that's the 23rd. We've got that. It's all planned. We get we get first drop off for the vegetables, first drop off <laughs> so we can keep it within, keeping the meat and everything in the right temperatures. Yeah. So we've got all that planned. So that goes out on the 23rd. On the 24th, the, the team is coming in. We've got two chefs and, and all of our other cooks. I think we've got, we haven't had confirmed numbers yet. I think we're looking at about, we've got 150 confirmed of ours and mm-hmm. possibly up to 300, 330 maybe. So that might go up too. So these are Christmas dinners. But Christmas Eve, we're sending home a bag with Christmas presents in. 
so we don't want our people to have no Christmas presents the next day. We've just got it's it's you know body washes and but there's gifts. We're also Tracy, who you met. She's made yeah. handmade cards, which are absolutely cool. And I think <laughs> on the back it's got like a soup kitchen production or something. It's really personal. And Vicky's gonna Vicky meets everybody every week, so she's gonna write a personal message. We've asked for gift vouchers, and we've it was ten pound each. We've actually got twenty pound each. Brilliant. So again, that's inside the card. But there's then there's so there's the gift parcel. There's a Christmas day breakfast parcel goes out on, on Christmas Eve. And we're also doing homemade ham and peace pudding and homemade studies. Class. Yeah, so that's going out on Christmas Eve. Uh, so Christmas Eve's got your ham and peace pudding studies, your breakfast for the next day, your your, par- your, your party bag as we call it, <laughs> so you can open some gifts on Christmas Day. And then Christmas Day, we go out with a dinner and a tea. We've got another bag mm-hmm. with all of their Christmas tea in, mince pies, Christmas cakes, everything. So... Again, we've just really made, we're trying, this year's awful, been awful for people, especially mental health. There's, um, yeah. it's affected the four wall syndrome, we call it. It's just been difficult. So we're trying to make Christmas compensate for the rest of the year. And okay, it's a little bit over the top, but all it is. If you can do it, then We've do it. done it, yeah. yeah. We've worked harder. We've worked harder. <laughs> we've we've achieved it. So, and, and why not? They deserve it. Yeah. People we deal with, they've turned into like our extended family. We love all of them. You know we do. So. Is, this, is this just become your life then? Yes. No. Completely. Don't. My eyes are well enough. Obsessive. <laughs> yeah, completely. Don't do anything but work. Um, yeah. Don't mind. Don't mind. It's yeah. actually more rewarding. Sorry, don't get us upset. Um, <laughs> it's more rewarding than you can imagine. Yeah. And I actually look forward to giving more for Christmas than actually I, I couldn't care if I never got a present. Just mm-hmm. I just want to see their their reactions. That'd be nice. It'd mm-hmm. be good. Take over, please. <laughs> well, I've, I've got to say, I mean, this is my first visit. I, I didn't come to the church last year and I really did not know what to expect. But I've, I've got to say it is quite overwhelming. Um, you know, the, even the smallest kind of charitable giving that you see from people, it's it's incredible. And especially at this time of the year. So with that in mind, you've mentioned presence. Is is it too late perhaps for any of our listeners? If they wanted to, to bring anything down, how could they take part in that? If they don't want to see it, do any of their the given online by donating any money, can they give presents to anybody? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they can come and just wrap a present up. If it's for a male, just mark it that it's for a male. If it's for a female, vice versa. Uh, sorry, any of those solutions or a gift voucher. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine giving them thirty pounds each. That would be good. <laughs> Forty pounds each. That would be excellent. But no. So obviously we can we can um do gift vouchers. They could just come down with a simple present. We we know who's who. We yeah. know what children are what's what, and we know who to give. There's there's pretty much if somebody brought us a gift, we would know who to give it to. Yeah. yeah. There's always an audience for for what we do, and um it's just that I mean, can you imagine yourself. Just put yourself in their shoes. I mean, Christmas Day. I'm so relieved that it, it's kind of worked out this way. Because can you imagine, I'm sorry to do the old sympathy thing, but can you imagine being the person who never sees anybody on Christmas Day? Oh, yeah. Just just horrible, to, even the thought of it. So that's why we thought we'll turn up like, hello, pizzazz, <laughs> as you do, happy Christmas, singing, singing, all this sort of stuff. And I just think... That'll, that, that'll mean a lot of people. That'll mean a lot of people. Not what's in the bags, it's the fact mm-hmm. that... I mean, if you ever sort of follow... Especially after this year. Yeah, if you follow us back. I always put, we try to make people important. It, it, it doesn't matter what level of society they are. They have to be made to feel important. Yeah. And that's what we do with our home-cooked food and our cake and custard. It's just feel good. It's just feel good stuff. And the, I mean, it's, it's a year on since we, since we had this conversation. And if you could look at it in success, it's not money that's came in. It's what we've achieved and it's what's been achieved in such a small way, but made a difference to that person. I mean, just a couple of examples. We've got 
a lovely lady who was a, she still is a service user she's somebody who we, we take food to all the time but she's volunteering with us now she was nearly having a breakdown locked in our house all of the time and she just said i just I'm, I'm losing it i'm losing it so anyway so to cut long story short we said okay then do you fancy coming in and helping the team the cleaning team we haven't actually got a cleaning team we just you know wanted made to it up. <laughs> made it up so she was part of the cleaning team and now she just comes twice a week and you should see her she's just a different person and and um paul fletcher who we've yeah. been talking about interviewing and you know chatting to people who either use our service what why did they come to our service what and that's going to come up in the future and she is a prime example because when covid kicked in one of our volunteers rang her every day are you all right everything okay and and we've and we've stayed in touch with ours obviously we've delivered their food mm -hmm. it's always been are you okay and we've stayed in touch so they've had human contact albeit a meter away from the door leaving on the doorstep but you could still see is everything all right yeah so that was kind of um for me was uh, it was never ever going to be anything less than that and if it wasn't a smiley face turn up at the door you know what i mean it, 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 would, it would be us every single time being positive and just keeping them focused on okay it's a problem but don't forget everybody's in the same boat but we'll yeah we've had suicides of a, a volunteer we've had suicides of our service users and it's just basically been they haven't a just their mental health was just yeah. having to stay and the covid has just changed people's worlds yeah. i've no i've noticed certainly even friends and stuff like uh, starting to i either just can't cope now or uh, a lot of people are struggling mentally because of it's not just the financial implication of it, it's the, it's the not seeing people and the worrying about what's going to come the next day and it's the, just every, like you say, everyone's lives have been turned upside down. If you look at I mean, lots of people are missing just going to restaurants and just meeting oh, yeah. up with and friends pubs and, and, and going and things, to the pub yeah. and just, I mean, even just catching up with the football, I mean, going back to your supporters, it must be very difficult because part of people's lives is going to that match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, that's... It's not that the... It's not, people... not, don't miss the 90 minutes, let's just put no. that out there. It's the, it's the going to the pub before and having a bit crack it's and meeting the, people, it is. the lifestyle that is linked yeah. to the football. If you think about it, people have got their kids with them and it's, yeah. it's that kind of... And it, it, and just it's just the fact we're not allowed to do it anymore yeah. it's just and and it's it's not something that's natural to us we've never had these restrictions in our lifetime mm -hmm. and i just think the whole world's but i don't think the having to add plus i don't think them i i actually haven't watched the news since march the 18th don't blame me people tell me i just switched it off i actually rang itv the day i saw piers morgan the making everybody panic. I said, all people are going to panic. I actually rang them and they, and I, I was, I, I actually got on there and complained that isn't there some like herbal remedies, natural remedies, you can actually put some positivity where people can afford to put themselves right. And they rang me back and they did put these doctors on a couple of days later, I think probably was the 18th. I think it was the last time I said, after that, I'm switching off and I did. And people tell me what we've got to do. And I do read up on what we've got to do for COVID, but I'm just not getting sucked into it. We've been really, really cautious about how we've worked. And we probably sterilise more than anybody. We've had two recently, and they're, they're both sort of... They don't work all the time, the people who got it. And they both have workplaces. So, right. it's you know, it could have been anywhere. Yeah. But it was never... And, and then, obviously, we all panicked, as you do, if we had to shut the soup kitchen. But when we looked at the, the COVID guidelines, they weren't around. Yeah. So it fit in. So we've never had to close down. But even if you look at the amount of people we've had... And in our bubble and obviously the work that we've done and we've had nobody who we delivered to has had it. nobody Brilliant. so that's obviously that is something to be said it's good it's good to hear though that you have managed to adapt because my first fear was that people will just not know what to do like people won't know who to turn to for help people won't know who where to get guidance from when their lives were changing 
Like, have you, how, how have you sort of adapted around COVID then? It, it, obviously, with your, with your takeaway service becoming, well, sorry, you haven't got your kitchen open seven days a week. That, that's yeah. the top and bottom of the ground. It gives us time to think. Yeah. When you're actually open for your first yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, from July you're just, to March, you're just concentrating seven on, nights yeah. a week with, with a minimal budget, you just mm-hmm. have to concentrate on that. So when we were kind of, when we're delivering, you're in control. Because you can control your numbers, you can control your portions, you can control... So it actually gave... The cooks just got on with that and it gave me a little bit of time to breathe. And we've actually expanded more and did better because we've had time to move and we've we've had um, no restrictions with regard to how we work in here because we've covered mm. all the rules. And But people have been very kind. I mean, Facebook's... A, 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 it's a devil to some, but it's a blessing to us. And we've got things... Um, shelving, just everything that we've needed. People come up and say, do you need this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think COVID probably gave people more time to be following us. Yeah. <laughs> Simply yeah. following what we do. Maybe other people are too busy most of the time. And we've just had a massive, massive influx of people following us and messaging us and supporting us. And, and just, I think, I think part of what we've done is, is made the awareness out there that, that it's not, it's not a small problem. It's a big problem. Yeah. And it's affecting working people, zero hour contracts, um, unemployed people, addiction. I mean, everybody seems to think, and when, when I first started, I used to get really angry with myself. I don't know, I'm over that. But when people are always talking about addictions, I used to say it's such a small amount of what we do. Will you yeah. stop like stigmatizing everybody we've got's got an addiction? They're not. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just that, that week something's gone wrong and they just can you give us some help? Yes, of course. It, it, it could just be they didn't, something went wrong with their wage, it didn't go in this week. And, and rather than have to go through a, a very good government system, don't get me wrong, it's been brilliant, um, but it's, it is a quite time-taking process mm-hmm. to get that, whereas us, it was just come and get it and then you never saw them again. Yeah. Just that emergency service. Now, the only thing which, as I have a platform here, I hope people, when they listen to this, will realise that people need something on a night time. Yeah. Because everything's nine to five. Most of the... Trouble seems to not trouble, as in trouble for people where they can't get a place to stay and they can't is all always at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just hoping maybe in the long run people realise that that issue is twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. not nine to five. Um, so what's the homeless problem like in Sunderland now? Because I remember last year talking to the two homeless lads that they had, some of the stories were crazy, really, like fighting over places to sleep in Mowbray Park and mm-hmm. things like that. that. That's happening like on our doorstep. I wouldn't have known that was going on unless someone had told us. There was a bit of controversy last year with obviously what figures we had of homeless and what is classed as homeless. Yeah. There's obviously no fixed boards not classed as homeless. It's There's a criteria that people follow. And um, so the figures were controversial between agencies, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. But this year, I actually have no idea. No. This might sound really random. I just don't. I don't know what's happening with them uh, because they're not coming to us anymore. Um, I really don't know. But I just... And no, there's more. Not even in the central city anymore. Well, logic dictates that there would be more because of everything that's happened. Yeah, yeah. So there are definitely more. So when we get our new place open, it's going to be great because um, I think I told you last year there was always an issue of people from central Sunderland who were in the town just would not come to where we were. Yeah. It was like a no-go area. I mean, we didn't believe that because we thought it was fine, but apparently for homeless, there's different areas you just don't go. Whereas our new place... Hits both. Bang in, yeah. Bang in the middle. They can come get their food and go their way, and the others can come this way and go, go and get their food. What about did you say it was again? Near the cinema in town. Right, okay. Right in the middle of town. So anybody as well, it's great for volunteers. They can walk They can walk to the train station if they volunteer, back to get their buses, yeah, yeah. and it's it's minutes away. And uh, there's a big car park over the road to us, which is th- free after three o'clock. 
So again, the, the, all the staff cars are in front yeah, of our yeah. window. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had we've had one incident, but she did leave a, a money donation thing on the on the for, for seconds. She left a money donation carton on her front seat. Right. So they broke her window. It was empty, mm-hmm. but right. she just literally for that split second, she was only dropping something in, but a car did get vandalised. So we obviously took that into consideration. We've got a car park in front of us. There's obviously, I would presume, security cameras on all of most of the city, so that's, again, another secure. But just going forward, just location, 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 and the building is just cool. So you're only up from here, then, you think, in terms of what you can achieve and help? And I mean, obviously, the problem, the thing is, while celebrating how brilliant it all is, it's, it's the fact it's even needed, isn't it? Like, yeah. the fact that people, people even need to turn to a voluntary organisation, a charity for help. Well, I've been talking to people, obviously, all through COVID, and they ask people now ask my advice on things, which is bizarre, but they do because obviously we probably got more of a in, uh, we've got insight to quite a lot of aspects of yeah. what's going on now, and they'll they'll say to me, you know, um, with the takeaway, do you think you'll be busy? I said, well, I, I'm predicting next year will be lots of unemployment, and we've just had one call centre lay two thousand people off. But this working from home has become acceptable. Yeah. I think companies are going to save money by doing so and I think it's going to lead to reduced numbers of staff yeah. so I think next year we're going to be extremely busy and what we've done in the kitchen at Albert's place is uh, we've catered for that the extractor hood was initially going to be for like two meters to cover one cooker one thing yeah. we've not we've doubled it to four so if we had to put another cooker in we're prepared right. we'll open longer hours and all that sort yeah. of stuff. We just and if if it is Sunderland is covered. That's the way we look at it. Mm-hmm. It's like a plan of action for for action. people. Just a bit of foresight because I'm absolutely sure it's going to be a problem next year. Yeah, once furlough ends and like you say, once we get once you get out into the new year and companies start looking at how to remodel and they they are they're ruthless if they can find ways to to save money. We and, also and have, and have to look at school holidays. Just yeah. when the school is only up to Easter. Mm-hmm. So after the school holidays, we don't know where we are from there, but at least we can, because we've got this freedom to work however we want to work, we can obviously say, right, we'll open and do school meals. We can, we can do, this is nice because we can pretty much do whatever we want and we can change direction in a, in just yeah. in a second. You can plug the gaps that people fear. Like all we were talking before we started about <clears throat> what Marcus Rashford did <gasps> and yeah. in the schools and stuff. And that was, the only reason he did that was because there was a, there was a lack of support for people and it prompted him, prompted him into like taking action. Yeah, but look what happened. I mean, yeah. if there was more people who got influence, I mean, we were talking about influencers, influencers <laughs> um, all of the time, but um, it, he, he's exactly that. And if he, it, it's obviously newspapers want stories like that, but something like that is powerful enough to make change. I mean, that young man, he should tap himself on the back just for even having the guts to do it because it could have gone either way. But he didn't. He stood his ground and said, look, no, no, we've got to do something. And and at least the extension came. It's just a dire situation. I mean, children, we know. I mean, if you you speak to schools, there's a massive percentage of their children don't get fed outside of school. Teachers who I've spoke to recently, they know the children that don't get fed. And I just think it's wrong. I mean, for one reason or another, you know, there's a million circumstances why. But it just shouldn't happen. I mean, we've got a long-term plan for that. Yeah. Not, you knew about it last yeah. year. But we just couldn't fit anything more into what we're doing. But long-term, there has to be a solution for um, children not eating. So so what's the plan going forward then? Obviously, we know, we know the takeaway is opening soon. Yeah. Just fine-tune everything we do. Yeah. Just get it all. I mean, the team are 
I know I rant on. If you ever see Facebook, I'm just the idea person. Okay, and I couldn't do any of this. Okay, it was my idea, and probably most of the the craziest ideas are definitely mine. But you've got a lot of clever people who've came on board with their own vision on things. I don't dictate. Skill sets. Yeah, they've got their own skill sets, and they've picked up. Obviously, Deb and Tracy run this like a dream. I don't even have to think about it, and it's all done within guidelines and restrictions and. It's it's just wonderful. So they all just bring to the table all the cookery stuff. Just get on with it now, and it's just a really great team. We are the best team, honestly. I'm not just I'm not just saying it. It's their <laughs> commitment. You've got to remember, people do for nothing here. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. I mean, we've took one young, lovely. She's not young. She's my my age, but she's a lovely <laughs> lass, and she's just been laid off from one of the call centres. Who's made them all redundant, and she's been volunteering for a year. And it's probably a funny thing to say because she doesn't. She never enjoyed our work. You know, when you go to work and it's just to pay your bills. Yeah. When she comes here, she calls it a happy place. And she said, it's the first time in my life I'll love working. So we just said, well, sat and spoke to the trustees. It give, it frees time up for me because I'm running around like a headless chicken all of the time. And I uh, said, could we obviously take on a, a driver? Mm-hmm. And so we have. So she's got 20 hours worth of paid work. Brilliant. Which just obviously at this stage we can maybe expand it. We just don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we'd like to expand it. Because obviously every charity has to have staff that are probably paid in the long run. I mean, mm-hmm. the rest of us are all obviously not paid by the charity. And it's just, I mean, I do 18, you know me, you can never, you can get me at 12 o'clock at night with 18 hours a day and we never stop. And it's that kind of commitment. But it's just when you when it's it, it's commendable because these people don't get paid. Yeah. And and sometimes this it's is a selfless I, work, isn't it? It is, yeah. And and this is sometimes where I get a little bit I'm unpopular with people because I'll say there's people who get paid who don't do as good a job as people who here yeah. but yeah, unpaid yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think you need to do. I think you've got to have that level. This is, I mean, we've had very little negative feedback in the last two years. It's always been positive. We've had two negative Facebook comments in the whole time. <laughs> but we work so hard and it's and there could never be anything negative because no. we just cannot do any more. But it's the team. The team are, what do you call it, top of the premiership type thing? They are, <laughs> they are the top of the premiership team. They really are. So again, it's down to them. Just to round off then, have you got anything to say to people who, who've donated and who've sent their kind words along and not just to our cause, but obviously over Christmas? Yeah, I mean, just, I don't think thank you is a good enough word. I think there's there's more appreciation for people's personal circumstances. So what you've done is more than honourable, more than admirable. It's just, it's it was it was something, I mean, even people who haven't sent Christmas cards and have donated to a charity, isn't that more sensible on the old world? Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Just, and it's, it, at least, I think people, if they, what you've done the donators, you've thought sensibly, maybe it's COVID's made people think differently. Yeah. And they've thought, you know, who needs to benefit from this? So the top and bottom of it is, what you've given, be it five pounds or more, has just been, life-changing it's life-changing mm-hmm. for people as simple as that yeah, yeah guys it's 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 not a little thing and it's and it's very very important to people's to people's survival in this current mm-hmm. climate so that thank you is just not enough but a, a, a thousand a thousand million thank yous <laughs> for all of the people who've who've actually decided that somebody else was more important than them mm-hmm. and if people want to drop stuff off what's the uh where can they drop it off when? If you look, check our Facebook, there's um, obviously Addison Street. We have a big warehouse down in Addison Street, which um, the, the times that we're manned by volunteers um, is on there. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to check Facebook, 
there's always the times or just drop us a message and we'll, we can tell you the times so Facebook's probably the best place to we get don't to have know. a website we haven't got no. that. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't quite budgeted that to be yet. fair face, Facebook's more interactive than, than any website so you're doing the right thing well if there's anything to go by in a year we've got seven administrators now who answer the messages right. rather than like me so it was just um, yeah and we do get some, some days we will have hundreds of messages every day yeah. of support or can you help us or I mean, I had, we've had three, can you help us today? So That's how real the problem is. Yeah. 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 And this is coming close to Christmas and, and we've not said no. No. A woman came down yesterday. She was, a friend recommended her and um, she'd been through, we, we always have to check they've been through a system first because, again, I don't want to mask figures, but I also want to do the right thing because they need to go, the council have got all the support agencies. If yeah, you've got yeah. problems with money, they can direct it everywhere. But she came down and she, when she was leaving, she just couldn't believe the amount we gave. That was the difference and the, the variation of what she was allowed. And we were, uh, there was just, it's not that there's no restriction. It's just we kind of make it fun. We just make yeah, it yeah. fun to come and do it because we don't want them to have that horrible memory. So, again, it's, um, it's, just, it's just mega important that people are, are dealt with in a very dignified way in this quite downtrodden situation. So, mm. But, I mean, if I, if I may just close everything off... Guys like you are so important because you're young. You're both young and you've got, you know, good hearts. And people. we need people who actually look look outside the box a little bit to mm. how you can help people. And you've got a, an amazing platform that reaches every sector of person from, you know, the fan, the fans, children, the fans, family, yeah. to politicians, footballers, Sky Sports people we spoke about, you know, all these people who've, who've offered money to people they don't even know. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's probably down to being, historically, what a Sunderland fan's all about, because we are probably classed as one of the best, the yeah. best, aren't we? Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I think I think we're living off historic fan, that kind of loyalty, just that, yeah, that yeah. determination and loyalty to this club, and yeah. that's that's what you've done. And I think it's... An awareness, we, we, like I said earlier, it's awareness of the situation, awareness of who we are. But also people can now, if they see who we are, they can signpost to us. Yeah. And we can help. That, that's what we're there for. So again, this this campaign, it's not just not all about money. No. It helps. Come on, it helps, guys. <laughs> it helps us move forward. That's, you know, so please, please keep donating. Please don't stop donating because I sound complacent. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's just a case of we can, and the, and the more that we get from this donation from you it just means how successful we can go forward yeah, yeah. in the next year that that's how we work is and and we've got no expenses for the kit we've covered all of them yeah, so yeah. your money will just be plowed back into good food brilliant and actually cartons cartons are really expensive cartons yeah food cartons food cartons so expensive mm. 500 pound a month on one of the on the soup cartons crazy <laughs> that's how many we do so yeah so i mean our, our overheads are a lot and you look yeah. at cartons as nearly it can be nearly a thousand pound a month Oh so we give that much food out so yeah so it's difficult but just thanks to everybody who's supported and just you guys just love is more than life itself it's fab When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.